Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Never before in the history of sports podcasts have two men brought you opinion and analysis like these two. They speak for a city that's desperate for wins and titles, not whining and travesty. You might not agree with what they have to say, but you'll defend their right to say it. Sports fans across the world, from Chicago, Illinois, this is The Mac and Reed Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Mac and Reed Show right here on the Barroom Network. I'm Evan Mack. He is Ross Reed. And in case you've missed any of our previous episodes, they're up on YouTube, on the Barroom Network channel. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your media. Remember to like, subscribe, tell a friend or two. Check us out on social media. Follow me at The Real Evan Mack. Follow Ross at Ross Reed. How you doing, sir? Fresh off the Super Bowl pack show. Feeling good. We we found love in a hopeless place, like Rihanna would say. I hope you dropped uh, Rihanna lyrics throughout the show. If I would say, if you had the Chiefs like me, then then bitch better have my money. Is all I got to say as well. Evan was happy <laughs> that, that she led with bitch better have my money. That was a great opener. We'll talk about Rihanna. We'll talk about the Super Bowl at length uh, in the first half of the show. Say around that, and we'll talk about any other. NFL headlines as we uh, now the Bears are on the clock. Of course, talk about that a bit. Um, and then closing on the Arlington Heights property today, we'll be talking about the NBA All Star break and how I'm not excited for it, but things to look for in the second half and what we thought of the first half as well. Surprises along the way, many a quick hit. Uh, what'd you do for the Super Bowl, Ross? Tell, give me, walk me through the menu too. I want to hear it. Yeah, we had a couple people uh, over the house. It was it was nice, intimate. About six people did a little pulled pork. Are are you are you hip on Wild Fork? You ever been to Wild Fork before? No, not hip on Wild Fork. Wild Fork is a. This is not an ad, but if they want to pay me, they they most definitely can. There um, is. But Wild Fork is a. It's they sell nothing but fresh meat, but then they freeze it right away. Like they they. Like they lock, they seal it and freeze it right away, almost like a um, like a um, sous. Uh, what do you call that thing? Sous vide, yeah. Like a sous vide yeah, kind of thing. Can, uh, vacuum seal it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get any kind of meat there, from all your steaks, wagyu, you know, pork, um, boar, elk, bison, oh. all across the board. And it's a really cool place. It's all huh. everything's all freezer. You just walk in, you self serve yourself, you pick it up. Take it home, defrost it, and you cook it. So anyway, I bought a couple pork roasts, uh, bone in, and then I uh, shredded it and turned it into pulled pork, um, which was absolutely fantastic. Had a couple of nice salads. Um, we had some desserts. We had some uh, some insomnia cookies. It was very nice, very nice. Nice spread. I like the Reed household. Yes. It did something similar. We had some Parsons and some dips and all that in a very intimate setting as we – Watch the Chiefs ultimately beat the Eagles in what was a, a pretty great Super Bowl, I think, when you talk about uh, the greatness of Super Bowls. Uh, there's a lot that goes into what is a great Super Bowl for many reasons. We 
and first of all, leading with uh, us diving into the X's and O's and the, the storylines, we knew that it was all about the quarterbacks. We knew that it was about the MVP MVP winner who, who was announced what this past Saturday, right before the Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes. And we knew it was going to be his to lose, uh, and he I think he got all the votes except for two, something like that. I mean, it was it was ridiculous, uh, and you knew it was going to be a runaway for him. But we saw him get arguably outplayed in that game by the other guy on the, on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, who has certainly a bright future ahead of him for sure if they can keep the great core around him. Look at the the numbers and the big plays he had. He had over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns on the ground. It was a great performance. One of those two where you see in the Super Bowl where you could easily give the MVP to the losing quarterback and Jalen Hurts. Uh, he played his ass off and. And both teams did. So, you know, looking at the offensive side of things, incredible catches on both sides throughout the game with, with two great tight ends and and uh, Travis Kelsey and, and, and Goddard. Goddard had some insane catches. Uh, you know, when you think about Nick Sirianni and the coaching and, and again, going against Andy Reid and, and some of the bad blood we talked about last week, uh, it was really – it came down to Andy Reid being the difference maker. I think going into the fourth quarter, when you saw him calling corn dog twice in opposite ends of the field, and then being able to score on on both those plays, it was it was masterful by him. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco it had his great season and carried the Chiefs' rush attack. You know, going down ten to the second half, they showed that fight either way. And and Ross, you called it with that Butker kick to ultimately seal the game, uh, 38 to 35. But these teams, you know, were number one seeds for a reason. And it was a heavyweight fight. I think that it certainly had all the, you know, defensive moments and all the offensive moments where it lived up to the hype. And, you know, we'll get to the the only sort of downsides as far as the penalties in a moment. But it, was this a classic to you, Ross? Or did it live up to the hype to you? It did. I mean, we talked about last week heading into the game. It was the, you know, the complete team in the Eagles versus the baddest man in the world and Pat Mahomes. Right. And, and, and were the Eagles going to be, uh, you know, come together as a team to be able to, you know, stop the best player in, in, in football. And ultimately they, they weren't able to do it. And there, that's no shame to them. I think a lot of people were, were I think were sliding the Eagles in, in that game and, and sliding them in, in the days afterwards. But Listen, they had a great season. You lost to a guy who probably right now is is slotted in as the third best quarterback of all time, and he's, you know, still in his twenties. He's got a lot to do. He he might end up being the best of all time. So if you lost if you lost that guy, there's no shame in it at all. Um, <clears throat> you hit it on the head. Andy Reid, I thought, was absolutely outstanding, especially in the second half. He called it corn dog. I mean, it, it was basically. You know, a couple whip routes. You know, he used Travis Kelsey kind of as a decoy and, and allowed the defense to follow him towards the middle of the field while he whipped those receivers out uh, to the outside, and they were able to be wide open because that's what the kind of uh, player Kelsey is. He's gonna he's gonna draw that much attention. And they got touchdowns with Kadarius Tony and, and and Sky Moore, um, but also I think people fail to realize the Juju Smith Schuster play that got the hold to end up sealing the game was the same exact play, and, and Bradbury saw it coming for the third time. They just couldn't stop it, and he ended up holding him, and it, it, we'll talk about it. It, it was a hold, um, but yeah. but that was you know that was it right there. You see here at the top of the screen, you know, Kelsey draws so much attention um, that, you know, you know it, 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 
you know, Bradbury is basically on an island versus Juju Smith-Schuster, and he grabbed his jersey and you know did it twice, and, and that was a hold. So, um, but that was a masterful job by Andy Reid. I thought it showed a lot of guts by Pat Mahomes um, for the second game in a row to uh, kind of he, he was absolutely outstanding in the second half. And I think if you're the Eagles, you're going to be kicking yourself, especially on defense, because you were, you know, all year round, this defense was getting after the quarterback. They they were putting up record numbers in sacks. Um, it, it was basically as close to a dominant defense as you saw all year. And I thought in the second half, they were basically just non-existent. They weren't able to get any kind of pressure. They really weren't able to guard anybody. Juju Smith-Schuster was just open all the time in the second half. And, um, and they allowed Pacheco to kind of gash them on the ground. And I think the eyes got a little bit too bright for them. I think they got out-schemed a little bit by one of the five best coaches uh, of all time. And he got beat by one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But, you know, you look at the Josh Sweats of the world and Hassan Reddix and Fletcher Cox and stuff like that. Those guys just really didn't show up like you needed them to in the second half, especially because on the other side of football, Jalen Hurst was playing – Absolutely out of his mind, you know, all game long, despite for that that fluke fumble that he had that led to a touchdown. Yeah, and you talk about a game of momentum and then the adjustments that came in the second half. And uh, obviously talking about the Eagles and the defense did not have an answer. Luckily, Jalen Hurts just kept them in that game and kept it knotted at 35 into that fourth quarter. But you also mentioned that if Jalen Hurts doesn't drop that ball and have that ridiculous fumble where it's a scoop and score and, and make it a 10-point game for the Chiefs, you wonder if they may have not been able to dig themselves out of that hole if they take care of the football at that point. There was, But to come back like that, I, I do give a lot of credit to Andy Reid and, and to a guy who was hurt through throughout this playoffs. And you know when he re-injured his ankle, the doctors just shot him up with something and he wasn't going out like that. He was going to come right back into the game. But Pat Mahomes... Every bit the the player as advertised for the grit he showed, 27 years old, uh, to to break the the streak of MVP winners who didn't go on and win a Super Bowl. I mean, the cojones on that man. It, it was a, a it was a down game for him, but he made the big throws when it counted. Going to the Bradbury hold, I, I was you know miffed at the time when you go and and it just left a bad taste in your mouth when it looks like in the AFC at least. The refs are making the storylines, and I don't want to hear about the fucking refs. I want to hear about the the ex. And I want to I want to hear about the players on the field. They should be get, getting these headlines. And honestly, you didn't see really many controversial calls like that throughout the game. It just felt like you know you want to talk about the Illuminati or Vegas intervening or something like that. It just left a bad taste in your mouth. But you look at the Eagles side of of uh, the football on the losing end owned up to it. Sirianni owned up to it. Bradbury owned up to it. And you sort of take it for what it is. And we're not going to remember, hopefully we don't remember the Super Bowl just for that alone. Um, and the rest of this AFC uh, playoffs and, and playoffs as a whole, you think about the, the storylines we just mentioned and Andy Reid solidifying himself on that Mount Rushmore and, and getting another Super Bowl trophy and doing it against the Eagles is a great storyline. And then Pat Mahomes, Really, uh, just one for the ages. Travis Kelsey, as as we thought, had such an incredible game. And then you feel for the, of course, the the Kelsey brothers and that whole storyline into this week. As Mama Kelsey had one of the best weeks of, of any of the parents out there, getting to see both her boys playing a Super Bowl, but one of them had to lose, and unfortunately, it was Jason Kelsey of the Eagles. Um, and if you've watched, you know, NFL films, having them mic'd up and, and seeing them talk about it on 
Travis Kelsey's podcast and, and them tearing up. It's it's so emotional and it's very cool to uh, to see the sportsmanship and and the journey that both those guys had. Um, on the Chiefs side too, you mentioned you know in Corn Dog there were two guys and Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony who are probably third, fourth best wide receivers on football teams and and they you know make their mark in the Super Bowl. Talk about Jarek McKinnon who had that that uh, he, he easily could have scored a touchdown and, and that would have been as he'd been able to tell his kids about it in the Super Bowl, but took one for the team and ran out the clock, kept it in bounds. So it's just a, a great team effort by the Chiefs and, and Eagles, a hell of a season. You got to hang your hat on that. It's unfortunate for the Eagles losing both their defensive and offensive coordinator right after the Super Bowl, going to get head coaching jobs right away. But the future is certainly bright for the Eagles and, and not just because of Jalen hurts. They certainly need to keep that core around him. Um, but I think it, it was a, a good team effort. You just got to figure out defensively. And, and, and now you, you, again, the whole of the coordinators, but you got to figure out what to address in this off season, but they can easily be right back there next year. Yeah. And, you know, circling back to, to that play, it, it obviously was, the, the defining moment at the end of the football game. But for to me, if you're the Eagles, you have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter that you gave up, right? And, you know, you you control yep. the time of possession all game. It, you know, you, you had, you know, well over, um, you know, time of possession was 35 minutes and 47 seconds compared to 24 minutes and 13 seconds for the Chiefs. So you kicked their ass in that, in that area, right? You know, you ran 19 more plays than them uh, on, on offense. I mean, there was a stretch there. I think it was like the second quarter or whatever. We didn't see Pat Mahomes hit the field for like eight minutes of game time, you know. Um, obviously, yeah. the the fumble for the return was a big deal in that. But I, I, to me, I just the, – the Eagles were controlling that game so much. But when you run into the, to the fourth quarter and your sphincter tightens up just a little bit, and I think that the game got a little too tight for the Eagles – and I think they just flat out gave it up. And I, and I think this comes down to experience and a, a, a coach like Andy Reid being there before and a guy like Pat Mahomes being there before. And they've got veterans on that team on both sides of the football that have been in that spot before. And, you know, even when the Eagles were up by 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 10 points or seven points or anything like that, I just it never felt like they were really comfortable and it never felt like they were they were able to put the Chiefs away. If you don't put a team away like that early on, it's going to really cost you just like it did. And even when it turned into 35-35, I was like, I don't think Pat Mahomes is ever going to give this football back to them. And, and he didn't, obviously, right? Yeah. And it would, have, would, it would have been cool to see Jalen Hurts with a minute, something left, and one timeout to, to see if he can go down the field and, and tie that game with a field goal. But, again, I, I kind of – I think that Eagles defense is going to be kicking themselves in the offseason and saying, man, we – we had multiple opportunities to make some plays and, and really, um, you know, close this game out because the offense was balling out and we didn't get there. We didn't, we didn't get it done. Um, you know, you, you make a couple points on, on um, the Eagles in the off season. They've got, they got a big off season. They have a lot of free agents on there. The aforementioned James Bradbury is a free agent. Josh Sweat is a free agent. They've got a lot of guys on both sides of the ball um, that they're going to be uh, looking to, to cash in on this Super Bowl run. But they still also want to get a, uh, an extension done with Jalen Hurts, um, and Nick Sirianni lost both of his coordinators, and, and so I think that this is going to be a very difficult, um, you know, postseason for for the Eagles. We've seen many, many times before. There's a real Super Bowl hangover, uh, both on the winning side and the losing yeah. side. Um, I'm not going to write them off to to get back to Super Bowl next year, but I think it's going to be uh, a, an uphill climb. 
because for you to lose both coordinators and you know potentially lose free agents and stuff like that on both sides of the ball, it's it's going to be difficult. And then you got a big target on your back, right? And so teams are going to come out next year and they're going to say, yeah, we want to really we want to show you that you're not the team that you think you are, and we want to beat the Eagles. As for the Chiefs, um, there's a reason why they need to be the Super Bowl favorites next year because as long as you have Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes on the field and Travis Kelsey. Um, to me, that core group is, is as great as it gets, and I'm not going to bet against them. I, I think that this will be the last time we ever see Pat Mahomes as an underdog in a Super Bowl. From here on out, never have him be an underdog in the Super Bowl. He, he's earned the right to, to be the favorite. He sh- should have been probably the favorite going into this game, and I think we's, we're going to start to realize that a lot more. But it was a great game. I, I think that the, the halftime was a big turning point, the extended halftime, because you got – you know, 27 minutes when you factor in what Rihanna had to do, but you have to factor in what, you know, the, the, the stage tear down and, and putting it together and then the commentators got to talk about it and stuff like that. That allowed Pat Mahomes to probably get some treatment and some really, really good drugs at halftime on that ankle. And uh, he looked great. And it also allowed Andy Reid to really look at some things and say, okay, this has been open all game. Let's make these minor adjustments and uh, and let's go from there. And we didn't even, we didn't even mention the punt. Because I think the Kadarius Tony punt um, punt return was a huge, huge play. I think when that happened, and yeah. we all looked and we said, "Oh shit!" I think the Chiefs are probably going to win this football game. That's just a god awful punt. But again, that goes back to experience from you not being there. You can't punt that fall that the football like that in that situation, and your gunners can't lose track of Tony in that situation. And the Giants gave him up for nothing, and he goes out there, he makes a, a play to, to catapult them, and, and then a, a touchdown. To, to, to really do things and you know they win a Super Bowl thanks to his uh, accomplishments yeah it, it was all the phases for the Chiefs right that scoop and score was huge and you know the the play that was overturned that looked like uh, a catch that wasn't uh, I think it was Goddard who got the ball punched out and, and that could have been another fumble return for a touchdown there and, and maybe give the Chiefs even more of an edge in that second half but uh, but it's been you know, pointed out in the comments. And by the way, if you feel like commenting on anything we missed and talking about the Super Bowl here on Mac and Reed, feel free to chime in in the chat. But it, it came down to the Eagles' defense not being able to defend the the uh, offensive coaching of Andy Reed, and it was largely the same routes that were run. And and again, just plugging in these guys uh, besides Travis Kelsey, who have, it, it's so crazy you can't say enough about the adjustment from a guy who's a top five wide receiver in a lot of people's minds and Tyreek Hill losing him and going ahead and plugging in guys you lose McCole Hardman um, you have Juju Smith-Schuster and other guys that you just plug in and they made it work uh, and in the second half they really showed that fight and they showed that experience which goes a long way and it's very tough for the Eagles who have such a great passing attack and and a good offensive offense is uh as we've discussed at length, but historically we have seen that the, you know, look at the Rams this last season, look at the, the losers of the, of the past in the NFC and whoever uh, comes out losing the Super Bowl, it's tough to get right back there. It's, it's going to be tough, tough enough for the winners to go back and repeat. You know, we saw the parade today where Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes and, and everybody were chanting, run it back, but it is, it is super hard today's NFL. And, and again, on the Eagles note, they're in a tough division, and and we saw how the Giants and the Cowboys were are really close. It's it's up there. We know that Jalen Hurts is the class uh, of that division, I think, in the class of the NFC. But 
but it's going to be tough sledding for them. It's going to be a very tough offseason. On to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and his Valentine, mm. who said uh, who sent that out on Twitter. And if you if you missed it, go check it out on Twitter. Just go see Juju's Twitter. It says, I'll hold you when it matters most. And it has a picture of James Bradbury. And A.J. Brown did not take kindly to that. He said, quote, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is the best tweet. <laughs> Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on, on the way out the league talking about Juju before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal. TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you you're like that or ever was but congratulations again it was very hot and cold uh would you make of this twitter uh i love it i i love i love uh i love any kind of beef especially over the super bowl listen i think that when you win a championship when when you win a super bowl you get carte blanche to talk as much trash as you want to uh for the entire offseason so i have zero problems with what uh, Juju Smith-Schuster said, and you know AJ Brown's going to defend his guy, and then um, also Pat Mahomes jumped in there, and, and he decided to uh, back Juju as well. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. I do have, I, I think, a little beef with with AJ Brown with what he said about Juju. I mean, like, listen, Juju has actually had a pretty successful uh, successful career, you know, so far. I mean, you know, he didn't have a great 2021, but not a lot of guys on that that Steelers offense did. Yeah, he was marred by injuries a little bit, but that was also uh, Big Ben and his noodle arms, you know, last year. But listen, Juju has 78 receptions this year, 933 yards. That's that's a pretty solid year for him. This guy has caught over 100 balls in his career, 1,400 yards. He he's a guy that um, that that does the dirty work on the football field from a wide receiver standpoint that a, a lot of other receivers, especially this day and age, don't like to do. They work the middle of the field or run those dirty routes or take those big hits. And um, I, I like him a lot. Everybody calls him TikTok boy and they try to make fun of him and stuff like that. But he's a tough guy and he makes some tough catches and he made some tough catches in that football game. And um, listen, he's a free agent right now um, in, in, you know, if 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 the Bears are looking for a cheap wide receiver, you know, to, to bring in, if they decide they want to draft a wide receiver at the top of the second round or if they trade down in this draft and, and get a wide receiver in the first round, Juju Smith-Schuster can come on in and be my third or fourth wide receiver any day of the week. I, I think that he would be a, a great fit for Justin Fields in the middle of the field in, in this Bears offense. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's – it's all it's all fun. The guy's a champion today, and uh, let him talk trash. I'm back. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and Ian Rappaport, look at look at this guy. We got yeah. we got the best bots on the Mac and Reed show in the chat here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Ian Rappaport, no. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm all for it, man. I think uh, Juju gets it too. He's it's it's a shit talkers league. Like this is just what happens, and someone's got to be on the losing end, and and you go to bat for your boy there, and. It was uh, it was really funny to see the rest of the NFL uh, react to <laughs> to this tweet as well. Let's get to um, and also I, I didn't even mention this going into the game. This field at, at Arizona, like Arizona, the stadium is state of the art. It looks great and all, but the field was talked about at length. This eight hundred thousand dollar field that they you know the field is on rollers and they can roll it outside and sun it and they put all this great care into it because of the sod father who had done all the super bowls and he's 94 and this is his last one. Well, apparently it's time to retire because both sides of the football fucking hated your field. It looked like soldier field out there. It was abysmal. 
uh, it was not good. And I, uh, I don't understand why that happened. It looked like Soldier Field out there in AZ. It was bad. You ever heard my hot take on the Super Bowl? My, my hot take on the Super Bowl is why doesn't the NFL just like have like their own version of Coachella, right? Like why can't you just take a piece of land out in the middle of nowhere, probably in California, something like that, and build a massive stadium, build infrastructure around it, hotels, uh, restaurants, blah, blah, blah. And you just have the Super Bowl in one spot every single year. And then when you don't have games there, you can have college football games there. You can have college basketball games there. You can just, you have concerts there, but it should have like a, like a Coachella Bonnaroo type of vibe, right? Like the, there's plenty of spaces out there in the world where you can do this at, but you know, you have it in Glendale and Glendale is fine. I've been on that area before, but you know, you're in Glendale over here and then you're in uh, Scottsdale, people over there in Phoenix, it's all spread out and stuff like that. You're, you keep switching. You have this mess like the field had this year. Next year it's in Vegas. I can't even imagine the, the shit show no. of, of being in Vegas for, for a Super Bowl and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we've had Super Bowls in New York, which was a, a weather disaster, and Minnesota, which was a weather disaster. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know the, the NFL likes to move it around from spot to spot, but it, to me, just find your own spot somewhere and have the Super Bowl like as its own entity in one set location where we can go to every single year. And uh, and I think it would actually be successful. Roger Goodell, call me. You can have a whole Super Bowl city and create it. The NFL's got enough money. They can fund this. It certainly do. I think it just goes back to each city wants its piece, right? You want to go from Vegas to LA off to, you know, even Minnesota now that they have a dome, they want to be able to host a Super Bowl at that point. But it, it, it looks like they need to pay more attention to the field more so than making sure that Rihanna has about a thousand fucking fireworks. Did you enjoy Rihanna coming out, rocking her baby bump? Second child confirmed on the way. They call him ASAP for a reason. And <laughs> uh, and leading with, bitch, better have my money. She played all the hits. She, she did well over like 10 songs, it felt like. Uh, I enjoyed it. I respected that she did not have features. You know, everybody was guessing if Jay-Z is going to come out or ASAP or, or Eminem or whoever. It was just her and her dancers. And the great dancers, by the way. And I love the the memes and, and everything that came out with the, the dancers after the fact. But... It was it was a solid Super Bowl performance. Good good choreography. She has the hits. You forget that Rihanna just has these hits and and uh, owned the two thousands with with hits for so long. And now she's confirming she's got an album coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love the performance. It was great to see her out there again. Again, she you know she did. I think it was thirteen songs in seventeen minutes. And um, she, she probably left about another eight or nine hits on the table that she didn't do. She didn't do, you know, Disturbia. She didn't, you know, she didn't do a lot of her, her hits that, that she has. So, you know, Rihanna's got hits for days. Um, you know, I, I think we saw some people kind of critiquing her for, for not dancing and not moving around, stuff like that. This woman's pregnant. She's she just had a baby. She's got a second baby on the way. She doesn't need to. She is 37 years old. She's engaged. She's got kid she's a mom she's a billionaire at this point she does not need to appease you by shaking her ass and titties out there like to, like to because you haven't seen it in seven years but 
um, it was it was a good return for her. It was good to see her back out there. And, um, you know, I, I hope that this man stops uh, getting her pregnant selfishly so that we can get another <laughs> album from her, please. I miss Rihanna making amazing music. I know Fenty is very successful. My wife uses those makeup products, has some of the uh, the the, uh, the sleepwear and stuff like that. But please make a new album. But in the meantime, I did enjoy the performance. I like the no features part. We haven't seen her on stage in some years. I don't need to see her perform with anybody when we haven't seen her on stage. It's such a short amount of time that they have in that little window. She has to crank out so many different songs um, that, you know, I, I, I don't mind that. What I did love is um, anytime you have a moving stage, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on the moving stage. Yeah. I love that. I love how it raised up in the air. It was getting a little wobbly there at the top. I was getting worried for mom, but she's a okay. Scary. Yeah. A little well, one of the dancers almost yeah, fall off. Absolutely. But she, she was okay. But, you know, I loved it. And, you know, now we get to speculate next about who's it going to be next year. I, I would, I would put Taylor Swift as the favorite at probably plus, you know, 200 ish. Um, yeah. But, they are in Vegas next year, and um, you know the the Killers are are from Vegas. I don't know if the Killers are a big enough band, uh, but that is a that is a a, a band that is from Vegas, and uh, it, it might be cool to see uh, a hometown group get the nod. Uh, well, first of all, Nomad from the top rope just just shit talking Rihanna. You got to stick to the the football takes there, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but on the Vegas tip, I want like a medley. I want Tom Jones and Wayne Newton and everybody who's done a residency and Adele. You're gonna get you're gonna get carrot top. You're gonna get carrot top and like it. <laughs> no, 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 no comedy. No, no, we don't need. We don't need you know like Kevin Hart coming out there. Got, but yeah, just rotate the music. You would have got Gallagher if he was still alive, and he would have been smashing watermelons all over, all over the uh, the celebrity. Hologram of Gallagher. <laughs> How about it? Miss anything else from the Super Bowl? It was it delivered, man. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you know, the commercials were were pretty mad this year. I think last year we got the crypto bowl. We got a crypto commercial every couple of minutes. I think we, we, oh, yeah. we saw the state of the of the cryptocurrency this year because we got zero crypto ads, but we did get two Jesus ads. So shout out to Jesus. Apparently, he's got twenty Yo. million dollars to spend on commercials. Good for him. Um, you know, banking on those Super Bowl. Yeah, throw me some bucks there. The Ben Affleck ad was pretty good with Jennifer Lopez. I like that one. Um, you know, it's good, good to see Puff Daddy in the, in that commercial as well. But all in all, I thought the commercials were were pretty mad. And uh, you know, now we we move towards the off season. Um, and you know, locally here for Chicago, Bears are are officially on the clock. Um, but you know, as we all know, we, we don't, and as we all anticipate, we don't think they're going to stay at that first overall pick. I, I've got some, I got some thoughts. I've got some ideas. I've heard some rumblings on some things, uh, as to what's going to go on with that first overall pick. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out. Offseason just getting started, right? We shall see. I think it is what you touched on, Ross. There's been rumors of, you know, the Colts tipping their hands and wanting Bryce Young. And, and someone I saw tweeted, like, Bryce Young is a shorter Pat, Patrick Mahomes, something like that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about the size part of it. Like, skinny ball. And it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that first overall pick. And then the, the biggest news today for the Bears as their offseason has begun officially is uh, them closing on the Arlington Heights racetrack uh, and what they will do with that and 
Lori doing her last plead with the Bears to, to keep the, the team in the city and, and the Bears also releasing their statement, kind of keeping it vague, but more so like we're going to Arlington Heights. Fuck you. We're gone. Um, so that'll be interesting to monitor as well as we get into this offseason. And, and uh, we'll see. Again, free agency is going to happen so quickly and the draft will be upon us in, in a matter of uh, no time. That's for sure. It does. Free agency to uh, to answer King's question does start on March fifteenth. So we're about uh, literally a month away from that. About you know a couple of weeks away from that. Um, you know, but they can start to do that that legal tampering bullshit that they talk about a couple of days before that. So you know you'll start to hear some rumblings. Most importantly, the scouting uh, the the combine is within a couple of weeks. That's where a lot of these deals come to fruition um, from a Bears standpoint. We don't know if the three top quarterbacks are going to be throwing at the combine, but that's going to give us a better idea of who's going to fall between, you know, the, the first quarterback taken off the board or the second or third quarterback taken off the board. So listen, Bryce Young, as of now, is the first quarterback that's going to be taken off the board, but he's going to measure out at about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's going to measure out at about 190 pounds. And that's going to cause some concerns for some people. He does see the field very well. He's a great processor. He's a terrific athlete. But I would get concerned about drafting a 5'10", 190-pound quarterback, right? Um, especially if you're going to draft him first overall. Obviously, if, if, if Bryce was 6'3", 225, he's a slam dunk first overall pick. Um, I think for the sake of the teams that are at the top right now, you look at what the offense that the – that the Colts are going to run. They obviously just hired um, the, the offensive coordinator from the Eagles. Um, that offense really is predicated for a guy like Bryce Young. He fits that offense to a T. Uh, whereas you look at what the, 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 the Texans are going to run, and they're going to want to run a, an offense that is more of that, that West Coast style, that Kyle Shanahan style, and they like bigger quarterbacks, and they like – uh, you know, guys that kind of play between the tackles a little bit more with their quarterbacks and rollouts and play action and stuff like that. And I think C.J. Stroud actually fits that situation very well you know, in, for there. So I fully anticipate right now that the Colts are going to try their hardest to move up to the first overall pick because they're they're going to really covet Bryce Young. And, um, you know, we'll see how things shake out. But I actually think that, you know, the, the Texans – might do a little bit of smoke spraying, but they don't mind taking CJ Stroud at the second overall pick. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things shake out. Dark horses, Tennessee Titans want to move up and get a quarterback. I, I've been mm -hmm. told that off to the side that they really want to move up. Not sure how high they can move up, right? Um, Falcons are thinking about quarterback. Raiders are out in the cold right now unless they find a way to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, and then also Carolina Panthers did not hire Frank Wright to bring in another retread. So, you know, are they a Anthony Richardson team or will Levi team? Or are they going to come up and get a quarterback as well? So that's going to be interesting. A lot of stuff is going to go down at the, um, at the combine um, in terms of all, you know, that shaking out. And then the bears, you know, I know everybody wants deer and pain in free agency. Um, it's looking like Washington is going to, is going to put the, uh, the franchise tag on him. It looks like they are, they're willing to decline the fifth year option for Chase Young to bring back De'Aaron Payne, they value him more. So the Bears are going to have to pivot off of uh, what probably was their number one free agent signing to, to some more guys, young man from from the the, the Denver Broncos that uh, Matt Bourne had a great tweet about today who's a defensive tackle could probably be on their eyes. So it's going to be fun next couple of weeks and see how things shake out. Yeah, and it uh, it's going to be 
a lot of it's going to hinge on the quarterback movement and, and how these teams reach for him. We know Derek Carr just got, uh, would they not pick up his option or whatever they said, basically a day before he was due the 40 million guaranteed. Um, and so we'll see where he lands and that'll also dictate a lot of the, the quarterback market and these other teams who are, are going to try to move up in the draft to get there. And uh, you, you talked about all the concerns for, for the younger guys there. And uh, it'll, It'll be interesting to see if the Houston uh, Texans can turn it around. Jamecca Ryan's, I enjoyed how he he brought your your favorite Keen Peel sketch to life, Ross, and, <laughs> and was doing the, the different handshakes in his his presser as well. Uh, but we'll be we'll be talking a lot about free agency in these weeks coming, getting you prepped for the draft as we roll on. But uh, now let's pivot to the NBA, Ross, as we're talking about the. NBA at the All-Star break, and we talked about the trades at length in the last week or so, and obviously it's it's creating a bit of a shift in the West, and some fringe contenders are getting back up there. The Suns are super team, you know, with Durant. We'll see when he's healthy and playing with that unit, how good they can be. We've seen uh, the Mavs, you know, in the first couple games with Kyrie, if he can stay relatively sane and play well with, play nice with Luka, then they're going to make a run. And we know the first half was dominated by the likes of the Celtics and the Bucks and the Sixers in the East and, and the West, uh, as we were talking about the Denver Nuggets and the, and uh, the Grizzlies and the Mavs now trying to get up there and the Suns all jockeying for, for pole position there. And it's just the same old story for the Bulls who are just, just woefully bad from three point shooting. I saw they were 20 from 103 shooting threes in their recent four-game losing streak. That's you just can't win in the NBA like that. And they stood pat at the trade deadline like we expected, which was disappointing. But uh, you know, before we talk about the the All-Star weekend festivities, what are you looking forward to in the second half? You're starting to look forward to you know who's going to be able to get their teams healthy and who's going to start to jockey for a position to be who's going to be the two top two or three teams in each conference to be able to to compete for an NBA title. So for me, you know, in the Eastern Conference, there's only three teams that I think are legitimately legitimately uh, title contenders: as Boston, Milwaukee, um, and Philadelphia. And then in the Western Conference, it to me it's Denver. And then you jump down, it's Phoenix. I still put Golden State in there. They got to get healthy. They need stuff back. And I'm keeping an eye on the Clippers. I think the Clippers could, could make a move in that situation. But I really like Denver a lot. I know Kevin Durant is in Phoenix. I still don't trust Chris Paul to stay healthy for entire playoffs. I don't even trust Kevin Durant to stay healthy for entire playoffs at this point. I've been on Denver all year. I'm not going to get off them right now. Um, I like Denver a lot out the West, but the East is going to be fun because, you know, it was a fun game last night between the Celtics and the Bucks. Um, as the Bucks are starting to get healthy, Celtics still need to get Jalen Brown back, but don't sleep on Philadelphia. Don't sleep on Joel Embiid. Um, I think that Eastern Conference is going to be really, really fun. Um, and I, I think that for now, um, you know, whoever wins between the Celtics and the Bucks, if it ever comes down to those two teams in the Eastern Conference, um, I, th- I think they're going to be able to win the NBA title. I think the NBA title was going to be able to come out the East this year. And I, I picked Milwaukee at the beginning of the year to win. I'm going to stick with them. I think that Giannis is just on another planet right now. He looks phenomenal. He's a great athlete, keeps himself in shape. He had a little bit of injury scare yesterday. But the guy's still pliable. He just bounced right back up and, 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 and dominated. And so um, I just don't know if there's anybody in the NBA that can guard Giannis in a seven-game series. And because of that, I got to take them. 
I don't know how Milwaukee has won 11 straight, too, as it was pointed out uh, recently. And you look at the power rankings, all the teams we've talked about here, and, and the Bucks have been there before, and they're such a complete basketball team, and you think the Celtics can get right back there as well. Uh, if they can just get past the the minor the, the the major and minor injuries that they have, we know Jalen Brown missing some time there, and the West needs to get healthy as well, and that's what the All Star breaks about. Um, you know, on the Western Conference side of things, we'd like to see the Nuggets get over the hump and then see who else uh, shakes out of, of uh, you know in the rest of this league and and Memphis, uh, the rest of this conference. Memphis is right up there. Look at the Kings; they're making a run. There's a team that. Mm-hmm that no one's really talking about. And I guess for good reason, because it's not exactly loaded, but it's guys like, you know, De'Aaron Fox who've been there for a while. And Harrison Barnes, when was the last mm-hmm. time you heard his name in the conversation of, of great players, but uh, <coughs> Mana Sabonis, one of those, those great double, double threats out there. They're a complete team. And so that's a interesting storyline to watch as well. But, uh, but ahead of this, you know, going to the all-star break, it's in Utah and, just you're looking at everything from the three-point contest to the celebrity game to the dunk contest. It's just very underwhelming, Ross. I, I don't. I mean, I'm going to tune in. I certainly want to see, uh, especially the dunk contest. I know it's it's all been done before, but and, and you know, there's no star power. I think it comes back to that three-point contest. You get Tatum. You get. Uh, you know, Kevin Herter, you get everyone from from Jason Tatum to Kevin Herter and everybody in between there. Um, so it'll mainly be part of that. And then the all-star game itself is always entertaining uh, with, with major dunks. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, are you as underwhelmed as I am and not excited? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the three-point contest is a little exciting to me. We get um, Tyrese Halliburton, all-star for the uh, Indianapolis, uh, for Indiana Pacers. Tyler Hero, you know, thinks he's an all-star. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Hill, Kevin Herter, like you said, Damian Lillard, obviously a great player. Uh, former Bull, Larry Markkinen, Anthony Simmons, uh, Simon, excuse me, is a, is, a, is a rising star, and Jason Tatum. I like that group a lot. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That dunk contest is just hot garbage on a stick. Yeah. Um, you know, Jericho Sims, Matt McClung, Trey Murphy the third. I don't know who the hell those guys are. <laughs> and the last Kenyon guy, Martin's dad is. <laughs> I was going to say, the last guy is Kenyon Martin Jr. And I only know him because I remember his old man playing basketball back in the day. Um, there is a great clip going around on Twitter of uh, the Bulls, Dale and Terry, throwing a great alley-oop to, um, to, to Kenyon Martin uh, Jr. Uh, and showing off his hops. But that's a rough, rough group. I've always said, this has been my theory. If the NBA, if the NBA and he takes this, you owe me some money. But to me, you should have the shoe companies, Nike, New Balance, Adidas, right? Each of them put up a million dollars and each of them front their guys. They all have their own guys that they that they want to go out there. And the winner of the dunk contest gets a million dollars of their own. And then a million dollars should also go to a charity of their choice. And I think that'll entice some of these stars to get back in the mix a little bit. These guys have no incentive to, to get off from sitting in the first floor wearing their 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 hype beast gear uh, to go out there and actually participate in these dunk contests anymore. But you start getting guys from Team Nike and Team Adidas and Team New Balance and stuff like that, and you start throwing out their million dollars, and all of a sudden – the, the competitive nature of these guys start to kick back up. And I think you'll get some stars back in this. I think that 
That, that's what's going to entice these things. But you have to fix this. When I was a kid, I remember Jordan, and I remember Dominique, and I remember Sean Kemp, and I remember D. Brown, and I remember all the stuff, you know, Harold Minor, and then all the great dunk Don contests. How can we forget Vince Carter? And even sure. recently, we saw, you know, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon and, um, and, and, and Dwight Howard and stuff like that. I would like to see the bigger names and the bigger stars get back to the dunk contest because I it, it was it was must see TV when we were kids. It was yeah. so much fun, and now I don't know who the hell these guys are. I think half of them are in the G League, and that's just not good. It's not good, and you know the only way that they'll sort of you know change the narrative is to bring out you know Kenyon Martin, bring out his father, and you know Mac McLung could get Dr. J out there, who's, who's a winner of a dunk contest. But it's all more theatrics, and and you're not tuning in for any of these guys' names. And and maybe Mac McLung will be will 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 show that he's worthy of uh of winning this this thing. But I, I'm with you, Ross. It's just his lack star power for so long when the guys who should be in it are not in it you know the the zions of the world and john morantz and you wonder why and, and what is it going to take for them to get in there and these are competitive dudes so it's just really curious to see that um as far as the all-star game itself is concerned you know we talked about the starting lineups and I, what's what's at stake is it's i don't even know it's anything uh, i think it's home court advantage in the nba uh, finals yeah for, for the like winning two, conference 232 yes. yeah 232 um setup that it is anyways you know there's something at stake there so, but it's uh i don't know it's it's entertainment it's in salt lake city is just like what what kind of uh what kind of destination is this for for the all-star game we'll see what yeah. kind of star power is out there yeah. Vin diesel's like doing the introductions it just looks like a shit show it just does not look i not look also great. You know, Utah, Utah is a fine place. Shout out to the people of Utah. Um, having Carl Malone back in the in the, in the public eye, I'm, I'm good on that. This, <laughs> this this guy impregnated a 13-year-old at one point in his life. I, I just don't think that we need to that bring back Carl Malone. Yeah, I don't, think we need to bring back Carl, he, I don't think we need to bring back Carl Malone for any reason anymore. Don't bring him out either. <laughs> One of the best things that Michael Jordan ever did was deny Carl Malone and John Stockton of rings. Twice. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you know, Utah's on on the uh, the the team. The Jazz itself is sort of on on the uptake, even though not so in the standings. But uh, yeah, that'll that'll be a pass. But we'll watch it. We'll watch it. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Um, as we close out the show in these last minutes here, what what else is going on, Ross? I mean, I know that uh, we I did want to talk about this. True Joy of uh, the Dove of De La Soul died in '54. De La, of course, one of the best groups in hip hop coming out of the '90s. You know, love De La's work with Native Tongues and and the Gorillas and uh, True Joy with with a great verse on Feel Good, uh, Feel Good Inc. And uh, that was a bummer. And they're about to stream their whole catalog on uh, on all streaming services coming out, I think, at the beginning of March and in a few weeks here. That's correct. They were in a fight with Tommy Boy for a long time, who a lot, a lot of uh, hip-hop artists were in a fight with Tommy Boy for the rights to their music. This lasted for decades. They were finally able to get their masters back and get the rights back to their music. And um, it was coming out on all the DSPs within a month, and he passed away before that happened. So it was really sad to to because they were they're about to go on a run musically. They're about to be reintroduced to a whole different generation that never even heard their music before. It's outstanding. It's one of my favorite uh, 
you know, hip hop groups of all time. I can't wait to, to stream their music again. again. And uh, Prince Paul, another uh, hip hop great, he was even tweeted out last week they were working on a new album. So hopefully we can hear brand new music for them. But it's really sad to lose him at, at 54 years old. Um, we lost Raquel Welch today, great actress yeah. as well. She was in her 80s, uh, you know, very uh, a, a, a vixen from, from the, the 60s and, and, and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, you know, shout out to them, obviously. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's that time, uh, time of the year where um, we're kind of heading out of the, the winter a little bit. You just kind of hope that we can keep these things at a minimum and uh, get back to, to brighter sunlight days and stuff like that. Hopefully everybody had a great Valentine's Day. Did you do anything special for the, for the missus for Valentine's Day? Oh, not a damn thing when you're married yeah. with, with a kid. Yeah. I mean, I know you you keep it spicy, Ross, but uh, but we're we're very content to just like order in and not do much. You know, Valentine's Day. I don't like to buy in. It's like you know, but when you buy Halloween candy at Halloween, I'm not gonna buy sixty dollar flowers. I get them <laughs> next day when they're half price. <laughs> the same thing with just it was a shit show driving around my neighborhood yesterday, man. It was a, it was a lot sure going was. on, but uh, sure but the was. key is just to make your own celebration after the fact, and you know, not I'm not not being romantic and saying every day is Valentine's Day, but just do it on your own terms, you know. Keep Absolutely. it spicy. and it's surprising. Absolutely. It's more, you know, it's it's uh, it adds to the spice of life. Too. It's unexpected. That's what I like. Yeah. It's President's Day on Monday. Um, how many presidents can you name in 30 seconds? Oh, man, are we starting the clock? All right. <laughs> Garfield, Clinton, <laughs> Bush. Who am I going to lead with? Washington, <laughs> Jackson, so many. I, I could name probably 20. I don't know. 20? Yeah. yeah 20. Do you have a favorite uh, off-the-radar, nondescript president? Are, are you like a Calvin Coolidge kind of guy? Is he, yeah. Is he the one who died in 30 days? <laughs> I think that was uh, Harding. I think, wasn't that Harding? Uh, Harding, yeah. Who my, died? My, in the my my history teacher is going to be so pissed off at me. Oh yeah, <laughs> all gone. I was a big Roosevelt guy. Roosevelt, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Or FDR, FDR or Teddy Roosevelt, they're great. Yes, yeah. as, as people don't know, can you name in wow. Chicago all of the president streets and name in order? No, I cannot. So after after Lake Street, right? You've got Randolph, yeah. Washington, Madison, Monroe. Adams, mm-hmm. Jackson, Van Buren, and Harrison. Well done. And Ross. Polk after that. Well done. Well done. Let's see if I got. Let's see if I got something for you. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Ross. History teacher would be Brad. I guess Chicago history teacher. I had some random notes as well here. Uh, in in addition to that, so but on the Philly, back to circling back to the Eagle notes. Uh, mm. You know, the Phillies lost the World Series. I saw the MLS Cup, their team. I don't give a shit about soccer. But but to have Philly, to have the Phillies and to have the Eagles lose, like, it is just very tough out there to be an Eagles fan. I know uh, many in my own family. That's uh, that's brutal. And uh, both those franchises. Unknown caller. Will, hopefully we'll, we'll bounce back. Ooh, I'm getting unknown calls here. Ooh, I'm getting spammed. <laughs> um, right. I read something that Philly has had um, two championship winners in the last like 40 something years, but they've been runner up in, in 10 times in all the four major sports. We obviously remember the Eagles championship uh, a couple years ago against Tom Brady. That was Nick Foles Super Bowl. Can you remember Philly's other championship before that? Uh, before the Foles? Yeah. Super Bowl, you said? Yeah. Mm. 
Was it a Phillies win? It was a Phillies win. It was that Ryan yeah. Howard team. Remember Ryan Chase Utley? Yeah, yeah. I think that was 2007. That was the last time yeah. that they won a championship. I remember Always Sunny did an episode about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. We're getting, we get Creed 3 soon, so he's not going to lose that. Ooh. Boy, I saw um, an NBA tip, Michael Jordan, donating $10 million to Make-A-Wish in yes. celebration of his 60th birthday Friday. That's MJ's right. going to be 60. We're all getting older. Happy birthday to him. That's that's $10 million to keep kids who uh, have cancer away from requesting LeBron James show up for their Make-A-Wish. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. Back, everybody. Um I feel like a lot of UFO sightings have gone up recently. I feel like they shut down Lake Michigan or some airspace for some of that audio from the cockpit of Air Force pilots tracking down the unknown object at Lake Huron. We're seeing the, the balloon shot down. Weird stuff happening in the sky these days. There's some weird stuff happening. You know, both of us believe the, the truth is out there, right, Ross? It is. It is. X-Files. I was a big X-Files fan. Um, remember the movie Arrival? I thought Arrival was one of the best movies uh, over the last 10, 10 years. Uh, or we just watched Mars Attacks with all those crazy uh, celebrity cameos. And they had the big they had the big brain thing for the aliens. Mars Attacks <laughs> underrated. We are losing viewers and listeners. Left and right. <laughs> Nomad have checked out. I'm so sorry, we're, boys. This is what happened. We're having, <laughs> we're having fun here. It's, it's, yeah. it's, mid, it's the dog days of February. Football is over. We got a couple weeks to the combine. You got to have to take a break from the Bears sometimes, fellas. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and also, Ross, you know, we're, we're big. Uh, it's funny. My wife is rewatching Sex in the City, and I'm yeah. rewatching, the, which is a pass for me. And mm. I'm rewatching The Wire. Phenomenal, yeah. as we both, we both know. But I was just thinking about True Detective, and HBO alerted me on Twitter that the new season is coming with Jodie Foster. Yes. Night Country, set in the Arctic. Let's yes. go. I'm yes, excited. I can't wait. I love Jodie Foster. She is a uh, star of my favorite movie of all time, Silence of the Lambs, as, as my close friends yeah. know. Um, so I cannot wait for that. Um, I love the way True Detective Season 3 rebounded after absolutely abysmal Season two, that Vince Vaughn season was absolutely awful, but I loved the, uh, the last season that they had um, with, um, um, oh, I forget his name. The, the guy Mahershala Ali, thank you. The guy that's going to be Blade, uh, hopefully soon enough. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I um, I never saw Luther before, the Idris Alba show, speaking of The Wire. So I've been firing up Luther because I saw Netflix alerted me that next month they're having a, a Luther movie. And um, it's it's damn good. It's only twenty one episodes in, oh. in five seasons, um, but basically he's a, huh. uh, a a psychotic London cop. And uh, if you're just Alba fan, or if you're just like a like you love those uh, those police shows, those whodunit shows and stuff like that, fire up Luther. It's on it's on Hulu. I've been enjoying it. Dude, it's wild to see it. And again, watching it all comes back to Idris Elba watching The Wire and and him as Stringer, and then you know he's doing Tyler Perry movies, and he had a tough sled in there for a bit, and then got just huge breaks he had that show luther and obviously going to marvel universe and whatever else in between just voicing like national geographic shows and all that and he just uh you know he's uh oh was he rumored to be bond too that would have been a cool turn i would have been into that yeah it would have been cool if he was bond i think he's a little too old now for that but uh it's just all a great actor man i i love i love watching his work my 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 way my wife is a big fan of his for for other reasons Ah, uh, he's a good looking man. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> good looking dude. All right. Do we miss anything, Ross? 
I don't think so. Yeah, we got Oscars coming up soon. We got to watch all them Oscar movies. Did you watch all of them? I have three left. I got three left. I've knocked out seven out of the Yeah. All this I'm on time, it. man. I got I'm on it. I'm on it. You gotta, you gotta compartmentalize your time. You still have a baby. My kid's six. He's on iPad all day. Well, there you go. Yeah, just turn it on <laughs> while he's doing that. I was about to say, you watched him at work or something? I can barely I have to break up. I'm at the point in, in my uh, fatherhood where I have to break up movies into like three nights. Yeah. I mean, it's. Fun. I got a six year old. He's he's playing Roblox and, and playing Among Us uh, all the time. Right on, right on. Well, <laughs> thanks to everybody for, we'll, we'll call it. Thanks everybody for watching, listening in on YouTube, on iTunes, Spotify. If you've missed any of this show, any of our previous shows, remember you can check them out there. Like, subscribe, tell a friend or two, and remember to follow The Barroom on Twitter at Barroom Network and uh, enjoy all of their great programming. We'll have a lot of Bears off-season talk coming up in these next uh, several months. It's uh, football's 365, right? We'll be talking about that. At length, uh, follow me and Ross on Twitter. Follow me at the Real Evan Mac. Follow Ross at Ross Reed. And uh, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the the shittiness in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, the All Star Game. And be good to each other out there. So long, everybody. Peace.